0: All right, so today I have Jason Reichel on the line. He's co-founder and CEO over at GoNimbly. Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Adam. All right, so uh, excited to get into today's topic. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, revenue operations. But before we do that, let's get a little bit further into what you're doing over at GoNimbly. So tell us a little bit more about the company, please.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, GoNimbly is the world's first revenue operations company. We service organizations who are looking to make their operations part of their revenue strategy. And what that actually means to everyone listening is you typically in an organization have people who are sales operators, marketing operators, uh, customer success operators, people that work uh, on your systems and your processes and enabling your your frontline go-to-market people. And they've always been considered a support mechanism. And so GoNimbly is in the process of transforming that paradigm into them being part of your revenue generation system.
0: What are the um? What, which, by the way, I'm, we're going to go further into this, but um, just before we do, what are the what are the types of companies and or clients that kind of make sense for what you're doing?
1: Sure, I think that revenue operations as a as a paradigm is going everywhere. We're building calls from hmm. companies like Coca-Cola, NASDAQ, organizations that are, are are in the more traditional space, but Go Nimbly works. Uh, with high-tech SaaS companies, so Twilio, Zendesk's of the world, really high-growth organizations, primarily because when you are a SaaS company, you are expected to grow rapidly, and you're actually maybe 10 or 15 different organizations in a period of three to five years. Um, and so you really need to continuously realign your expectations and make sure you have sound operational strategies
0: yeah i figured that your product your and what you're doing is just i mean it's just prime for saas and and what they're doing obviously all companies can benefit from that right but um it seems to me like uh, the real like easy fit if you would would be these saas companies what are the um, i mean a lot, lot of business owners entrepreneurs executives listening in many spaces including saas right now I have a big mountain view um crew that listen to us what are the right sizes and types of uh companies saas or otherwise that typically make sense so in terms of size is this only for enterprise you mentioned like Coca-Cola's of the world, or is there also a middle market and small business solution there? Yeah, from a Go GoNimbly perspective, our average customer is
1: usually in a Series B to IPO um, because we are a subscription uh, organization where they pay a monthly fee to work with our team. Um, and so you typically have to have, you know, raise some money or, or be on the positive side and growing side. Uh, Our thought leadership and and what you can get on GoNimbly.com on our blog and and the things i put out on LinkedIn and in panels are for the startups of the world who are just starting, who are, you know, doing their own operations at this point and really need to understand how to build this from the ground up. I'll tell you from personal experiences of working with organizations like Twilio before the IPO, the cost to do uh, all of the operational work right before you IPO is significantly higher than if you were doing it correctly from the very beginning. So I I think it's an important lesson for entrepreneurs to learn about how to use operations as a revenue source for your organization and not something that you just, you know, cobble together
0: over a period of time. And I think that's a great transition. So let's go a little bit deeper into this model and this uh, paradigm shift that you're helping to affect. Um, So tell us a little bit more about the concept and kind of the back end of how businesses should be treating revenue operations.
1: Sure. So... Uh, for people in business, it's very similar to the transition marketing went through maybe 10 years ago. If you guys remember the old uh, adage of, you know, you don't know what part of your advertising or marketing is working, so you just keep spending all of your money on it. That's actually not true anymore. Anyone in a modern mm-hmm. uh, SaaS company would tell you that things like marketing attribution and all of these things kind of have made marketer, the marketing team really powerful in an organization, sometimes having the most ability to spend money. Right, because they can tie it directly to results. Mm-hmm. And I think that operations is going through the same thing. In, in the past, operations teams were usually siloed. Uh, and so a big proponent of what we do is, is breaking down silos. But you had your operators who would report directly, say, if you're a sales operator, you report to the head of sales. You wouldn't be an independent body. You would be mm-hmm. a support mechanism of the sales team. And so you were taking all of your directives from the head of sales. Well, that's a problem when in reality, you're an operator of the business, not the operator of the sales team. Um, and so the biggest part of the paradigm is unifying all of your operations teams into a centralized body who really work on behalf of the business and the customer and work on delivering a personalized customer experience. Uh, the metaphor or, or, or the, uh, the thing I like to like it to is you have your sales, marketing, and customer success. Uh, they're your frontline actors. They're the ones that actually shake the hands and kiss the babies of your customer. The mm-hmm. operator is the one that's making sure you're doing that at a scale and that your customer is not experiencing the gaps between those teams. Um, and in the past, you know, the gaps were being operationalized because those individuals were reporting directly into those actors.
0: No, I completely get it. And uh, and so now, like, take me through what, and obviously this is not going to, um, we could spend the whole day going through the mechanics of it, but take me through, like, a, just a brief, like, before after of what an organization that kind of wa- walks into your door, what they can, what they probably look like, and I know this is going to vary right from every organization, yep. size, a lot of different things, but just as a theme, if we could, like, they walk into your organization, they have one thing, they start working through your process, they have this shift, and, and what they should look like at the other side when it comes out nice and clean, so to speak? Sure, sure.
1: Uh, it's, an ongoing, it's an ongoing endeavor, but it, it is similar to when developers went from, you know, waterfall development to agile. It's a complete mm. mind shift within an organization. Um, and so the benefit of it is more return on your LTV of each customer. And so I'll walk through just a very brief example. Of course. Most people come to go nimbly because uh, of internal uh, issues. And the internal issues, they always come to us and they say, usually because customer success is often uh, left out of the equation, so I'll just be completely transparent about how customers come in. Our marketing mm-hmm. and sales teams are not aligned. We are redoing each other's work constantly. We are not unified. We have no commonality. I don't trust marketing. Marketing says I don't trust sales. Mm-hmm. All of this kind of uh, back and forth that happens in an organization and creates entropy in, in an actual organization. And so that's how they come to us and they and they say, hey, we know that you've had great success in, in bringing alignment. I think alignment is a little bit of a dirty word because mm-hmm. the actual issue is that they're focused on the wrong thing. Work and running a business is not supposed to be easy. It's not easy to do uh, run a SaaS company. It's just not an easy thing. Um, but what it's supposed to be is that we're actually pointed at the same North Star metric. So coming in and operationalizing, one, to the customer. So let's look at our customer journey from before they're a customer, which starts, before marketing has ever touched them, all the way through uh, customer success when they're advocating or upselling and cross-selling to them. And let's look at that journey and find all the gaps in that process. And through that mechanism that, that Nimbly has developed in, with revenue operations as a mindset, uh, we've been able to increase the LTV of customers by 26%. So let's say if your annual contract value is $200,000, we can actually increase that because what we're finding in this market is that old uh, story of, you know, your customer knows more about your product when they come talk to you than ever before is actually a lie. Now customers know if they're going to buy your product or not, right? Mm-hmm. They, they've come to you to buy. They've, they've engaged. Everyone, especially in the world of SaaS and B2B software, they know an email trap when they see it. They know a demo trap when they see it. They know what to expect if I put my email into this line. It's you're not nurturing anyone right you you are helping them make a decision to buy and most of the time they come to decide how much of this can i buy with my own credibility and Mm -hmm. what we found in interviewing buyers who who want a personalized experience is that they don't want to continue to extend their political capital out to organizations and make excuses for the bad buying experience that they, they have right and so an operator can come in and operationalize those gaps. What will happen is you'll be able to write bigger uh, uh, annual contract value sizes. People will be willing to uh, expand the initial reach of your software to more people. Um, they'll just be more comfortable going to bat for you, right? Because you haven't, you haven't de- um, depleted the uh, capital of, uh, of their buying decision right in the initial stages of actually trying to buy from you as a, as a vendor.
0: Man, I love it. I love what you're doing, Jason, and uh, and I'm excited because uh, it's very forward thinking, and uh, and I love the comparisons you make uh, in terms of some of the other um, areas that this transition has taken place in business, like things like marketing. Um, so, not I love it. Um, so, Jason, if somebody's listening to this and they want more information on Go Nimbly, I mean, what's the best way for them to reach out and what's the best way for them to connect? Sure. So, those of
1: you that are just are interested in the term of revenue operations and if it make sense for you, you know, if you're a leader or, some, or someone like that, I suggest that you go to com. There's a little RevOps drop down there. And there's a guide that we just wrote called RevOps by Role, and it talks about how revenue operators, your, 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 you know, operators that you've traditionally called sales operations, marketing operations, should work with each function inside your business. And ask yourself this question, does my team behave this way already? And the answer is either going to be yes, because you actually are a very dynamic team. Usually, if you're on the smaller side of a SaaS company, they'll answer yes. And what will happen as they grow is they'll hire more and more specialists until their team no longer functions like that. Or no, my teams are not actually working together like this. And that will be a sign that maybe you should do a little bit more reading and a little bit uh, of a deeper dive.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, hey, Jason, really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, sharing more about what you're doing over at Go Nimbly. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store, and if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Innovation, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also um, leave us some comments on the video. Love to know what you thought and uh, what kind of things and projects you're working on in your world. Uh, so let's take the conversation over to the YouTube community. And And Jason, thanks again for coming on the show.